0: To Friday after five, we're your hosts, Rachel and Howie. You guys, it's finally Friday! Finally
1: Friday! <laughs> woo, woo. <laughs> We've made it through the week. It's the best day of the week. Best day of the week. Best time of the week, because you know, Friday after five. I
0: mean, honestly, the best time of the day. <laughs>
1: yeah, let's be real. But so this is Friday after five. We're back with another episode. This week, our title is "Corporate America from the Intern Perspective." So, like we've explained in previous podcasts, we go to Northeastern University, which is a co-op school, which means that, for the most part, during our sophomore and our junior year, we alternate school semesters, where we're on-campus taking classes, mm-hmm. with work semesters. So, at this point, both Rachel and I have had two, two co-op experiences, which is equivalent to, in total, I guess, a, a year. year of work experience, which is pretty cool. Um,
0: yeah, Northeastern's great, because it's basic. well, at least for the business school, um, it's a very career-oriented school, so yeah. they give us opportunities. They help us learn how to make a resume, um, interview prep, all that kind of stuff, yeah. which is really great, especially now when we're entering the job market.
1: Exactly. You know, it's been nothing but great. That's, I, mean, pers- I wouldn't say nothing but great. <laughs> <laughs> that's why I, going back to, like, when I was choosing which college to attend, that's essentially why I did choose Northeastern, as I know a lot of students do relate to. I mean,
0: they market it really well. I will say that, but yeah. it is. I mean, it's a. There's a reason it's marketed. It's a very great and it's an awesome opportunity. Yeah. So, based off of our little shout out to Northeastern and the co-op program, <laughs> um, we're just going to be discussing our experience in co-op, the good, the bad, the ugly. Seems to be a <laughs> reoccurring
1: theme. <laughs> we're going to give
0: some advice, um, experience, just all, all of that. But before we get started. Holly, what do you – let's say on three what the most important thing we look for in a company. Oh, God. Are you ready? Yeah. <laughs> One, two, three. Company, company culture. culture. Oh!
1: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it just, it's just – it's so important. And the great thing about having two co-op experiences is we have two different, like, companies, two different roles, things to compare. So you really mm-hmm. get that overall picture, I feel like, which is awesome even before heading into the workforce. So – I guess, you know, kicking things off, we'll go right into each of our first co-op experiences because they were drastically different. Definitely
0: different. And Um, it also shows the importance of company culture. Exactly, (laughs) you know?
1: So I'm not going to use any company names and talking about my experiences, but my first co-op was what we would call a self-developed co-op. So that's where you form connections outside of Northeastern, and they have offered you to come on for your co-op semester. So in that I had done an internship at this company the summer prior and so they had offered me back for my co-op term and within that I was working on the talent management team and just given the industry that this company's in it is telecommunications so it's you know fast-paced technology mm-hmm. like it was a super fun company like we talked about company culture it was a fun thing to be a part of like everybody's on board with the mission and employees are put first and you get to see like the actual impact that the company's having in the world which is really cool um well
0: just from your perspective how did you fit into the team like how did what was the dynamic
1: for you yeah so coming onto the team it was really interesting so there was um our head person and there was three women who supported her each a different faucet of talent management so we had talent planning, we had leadership development, and then we had D&I. And then from there, I was like that step below. And I was to support all three women with the different projects they were working on. So at times it was super complex and, you know, time management was definitely a struggle at times because I was supporting three different people who each had their own agenda. So Mm -hmm. having to find that balance at times could be tricky. But in the end, I do feel like I got three totally different and unique experiences like I got to learn so much under one umbrella which was really cool um and I got to interact with people at I would say while I was there the organization became relatively flat so I got to interact with some high level people while I was there which was really cool that's awesome yeah so you know again first and second co-op I would say my first one was definitely Great! Um, I got to have hands-on experience. Um, the connections I made have, you know, lasted me. You know, I still keep in touch with those people now.
0: That's so um, important.
1: So, you know, nothing but great things to say about that. But so,
0: what would you say that your favorite thing about it? It's
1: a good question. Um, you know, it's also interesting because this was the only co-op that I got to do in office. Mm, okay. um, for me. COVID, like, came to be halfway through that co-op. So I think my favorite thing, you know, COVID was not a great time. But I got to see how an organization of this scale got to transition from being in person. Then by March, we were all remote. And, like, how, you know, I feel like HR played a really big role in that. Like, Mm -hmm. the safety of the office and stuff. Like, real estate, there's so much that goes under HR that people don't necessarily recognize. Um, So just seeing how we were able to transition you know, a company of that scale to remote was really cool. And one thing I really do appreciate about the company is they try to go above and beyond for what was going on in COVID. And um, they actually organized a whole workshop that was free to all employee family members who had lost their job as a result of COVID. So it has to be a direct result of COVID, but it was these workshops that they put on that, you know, were tailored to, you know, building your resume or like sharpening up your interview skills, things you can do when you're not necessarily in an active position. Um, and I actually got to be the project manager for that, which was you know a great opportunity. So, I mean, that was a long-winded way of saying what my favorite part was, but it was it was a dynamic time. So it was kind of interesting.
0: First of all, shout out to HR. I mean, I feel like HR is kind of the function that goes a little bit unnoticed. Everything <laughs> they do, no seriously well, everything thank that you know. it's just especially coming from my first co-op experience, I'm realizing just how important HR is.
1: Yeah, <laughs> but okay. Moving into your first co-op, you seem to have had a very different experience than me.
0: Yeah, so I'm definitely not going (laughs) to
1: mention any company
0: names, but my first co-op, I'll first talk about the interview process just a little bit, just to give a little bit of information about, um, because I I did, I went through the traditional co-op experience, or the traditional process, yeah, so I would go through the co-ops available, and I found this particular one, I was interested in consulting. So I found a consulting firm and I would do I did a first round interview which was just a phone screener and then I did another interview where I talked to another HR person and then I actually went into their office in Boston and mm. talked to I think uh, not the head of HR but just another HR yeah. person and then was offered the job from there. Oh. So for my call I actually went to San Francisco which I've spent total of about Two days there before, and I just decided <laughs> to move there. Um, and truly wasn't the best uh, uh, experience. But the reason is not necessarily just because of the location. Yeah. It was mostly because of the way that they set up the internship. Hmm. And I guess uh, mostly the company culture. As we said in the beginning, company culture is super important. But the way they set up the internship is that we were truly the bottom of the barrel, which is okay. It's an yeah. intern. But by bottom of the barrel, I mean, there was no learning opportunity. And that's what co-op is about. You're learning about... Yeah, 100%. I, I wanted to be in consulting, so I took a co-op in consulting. And I didn't learn one thing there for six months. Oh, I had, my gosh. Yeah, it was, it was very... It was a horrible, hostile environment.
1: Um, Can you, like, explain a little bit of what your day-to-day, like, tasks were? Like, what were you working on while you were there?
0: Yeah, so in consulting, you work on cases. Okay. And as case team assistants mm-hmm. we rotated off cases so we were on a case for two weeks oh. and then once the case started to pick up we were on to another case and during the time when we were on the case we were trying to get background information about the industry
1: mm, interesting.
0: so we sat in interviews and we took notes oh and wow. the one thing I actually learned after the co-op was that the managing directors or the partners yeah. told our consultants and, like, specific managers that we're not allowed to touch the presentations.
1: So... Oh, my gosh. The whole time,
0: I took notes. Yeah. And I was expecting to learn about consulting. I mean, I understand hierarchy. I totally understand that. And I understand, like, trying to figure out or trying to at least impress people and make people trust you. But I there do. was no opportunity. I was going
1: to say, like, knowing, like, you know the reputation behind Northeastern's co-op program like the companies that we partner with you would expect that they are like in it just as much as we are for the learning experience mm-hmm. so that is really interesting but with what you're saying about it like noting that you're at the bottom of the food chain that's exactly how my second co-op experience was and that was also done through Northeastern I think one thing I realized as being self-developed to my first co-op I was a one-up like I came in I was the only mm-hmm. intern co-op whatever um, and so there is no like necessarily program in place. It was very team dependent and what my like manager was willing to like, let me work on. So I got a lot more experience. I feel like more hands-on experience mm-hmm. than my second one, which was through Northeastern I think we were a cohort of like 60 students coming into oh, this. Wow. Yeah. It was a big cohort coming into this company for my second one. And it was definitely a similar vibe of just like, you know, bottom of the food chain, not really getting to touch a lot of work. Just, I feel like I was watching things a lot of the time. Mm-hmm. Um, So, no, I definitely can relate to that a little bit. It's so interesting that you say that you
0: loved your first and hated your second because I hated my first. (laughs) With a passion. Burning (laughs) passion. But I really loved my second co-op. Oh, that is funny. And I think part of the reason that I loved it so much is because of what you were talking about, where you were able to have autonomy in a team, you were able to feel like you had more responsibility, and you were able to add value. And I think that that is something that was really, really a driving force in me loving my second co-op mm-hmm. is because I was able to add value and I felt like I was adding value. And not only did I feel like I was adding value, but my team wanted me to contribute. Aww. And I mean, coming from my first co-op um, where I wasn't able to contribute or people would tell me to shut up or what's-her-face is taking notes. Yeah. And when I'm in my second co-op and they I'd be in meetings or we'd have like a team workshop or something yeah. like that, I'd be sitting there silent. Like, wait, Rachel, what do you think? So they gave you a voice. Yeah, they gave me a voice, and and I it took me a little while to feel – and I thought that that was what it was to be an intern. Mm-hmm. I thought that that is the environment. You just got to suck it up, yeah. and then maybe you'll get a job offer or whatever. But it really comes down to the company culture and the people you work with.
1: It's true, and you want to, like – it's hard when you're in an internship position to feel like an employee, but, you know, company culture can be that different. Like, it can make you feel like an employee, even though you know you're, you are an intern. Like – you feel like a part of the team you feel like you're there for the long haul even though you know it is a short time placement
0: i mean yeah I, i've worked with my my specific manager i worked with her and yeah. we oversaw kind of all of innovation for the organization mm-hmm. and in my role i was able to learn so much as was able to learn financial modeling uh, i've made concept briefs all that kind of stuff and that i learned more there than i ever did at my first co-op
1: yeah. No, And again, like, I'm just so appreciative to have had those two experiences to be able to compare and, like, now I know what I am looking for in a company mm-hmm. versus what I can, like, live without. Can you guys tell we're in a city? Can you hear the, <laughs> one, the horn talking? <laughs> little, you know, brief intermission for you. Um, did you only do the two co-ops or have you done any summer internships along the way?
0: I, I, technically, in order to get a better role as a co-op, I yeah. did a internship yeah. in my hometown I just worked with my mom's friend who, she was so nice. She gave me a role in whatever I wanted. Aww. So I was a, a marketing consultant for oh, her. Oh, yeah, that's no. really cool. Um, and that was great because I just worked with her. But I okay. really have only worked in two corporate America settings.
1: Okay. No, that's super interesting. For me, um, obviously, I've been open with the fact that I did do an internship at Nike, which has led to my full-time role. Mm-hmm. And it's actually kind of interesting because I feel like in ways this internship tied together my first two co-ops um, pulling from my second one which is one I didn't enjoy as much it coming into the internship program we came in as a large cohort I think we were 250 wow. students um, we were obviously split between grad and undergrad so we were filling different roles at different responsibilities but it was a large cohort so you know after my fir- my second co-op I was definitely like skeptical of you know how much we'd actually get to you know have hands-on experience and mm-hmm. like impact the organization But then pulling from my first co-op where, you know, the team's so accepting and they actually want your help, they crave your new ideas, they crave your fresh opinion, that's exactly what I felt. And I don't know if that was just team dependent, I would assume not because I know many interns, you know, since the internship program who are going back and, you know, we were scattered across like technology, sustainability, like all over. So I think it was a similar sentiment around the company. Um, But that definitely like solidified like that experience knowing, you know, company culture is probably my number one thing that I look for. Um,
0: I totally agree with that. I know company culture is so important to me, too. Yeah.
1: And it's such a buzzword right now, so I feel, you know, unoriginal for throwing it around. But it's, you know, out there because it is so important and people are just starting to recognize, like, work-life balance is becoming more of a thing. Like,
0: I mean, I guess we kind of have an interesting perspective because, at least for me and I think you on your second co-op, We came in just wanting to have corporate America experience in the field that we're interested in. And for me, I didn't consider company culture whatsoever. No,
1: exactly. And I I think
0: that's why it's such a, I guess, buzzword right now, but it's so important. And you don't
1: recognize that until you're in it.
0: So, Hallie, working at the companies that you worked at, so Nike Mm -hmm. specifically, and you said that you came in with around 250 undergrad, grad. I've always wondered... Because for my first co-op, it wasn't necessarily competition because we were on different teams. So, mm-hmm. actually, I met my best friend there because we yeah. weren't competing. <laughs> um, and then in my second co-op, I was just working with one person. So, yeah. I felt competition wasn't really there. Yeah. Well, I'm always a competitive person. so. I mean, yeah. <laughs> but you're essentially competing against yourself. For your position as a Nike intern with 250, like how did competition affect
1: you yeah no it's definitely interesting because you know the goal of the internship is to land a full-time job post-grad and like they group you by function so I was I don't want to use the word comparison but it you know naturally it I is. was being compared to the other HR interns which I think there was about I want to say there was 10 of us I don't remember the exact number um but the neat thing about it is we were all on different Team, so within different areas of HR, and none of them were super similar. So someone was on Total Rewards, I was on Talent Attraction, mm-hmm. somebody was on D&I, you know, like very different things. So in terms of comparison, it wasn't necessarily like, you know, we weren't doing the exact same task mm-hmm. to get like a result, and whoever's result was better was, you know, the winner or whatever you want to call it. Um, we were genuinely being compared on like, you know, your work ethic and how you can like represent, like, you know, I came in with, you know, work experience on my resume, like how accurate it was, you know my reference letters like did i live up to the expectation so um, you know it's definitely challenging at times and like knowing you are co- being compared it puts the pressure on but i mean personally i'm somebody who like thrives under pressure so it just pushed me a little bit harder to like get outside my box get to know people a lot faster than i typically would especially as an introvert techni- typically especially my co-op experiences with them being six months long, I would take, like, the first month to kind of, like, ease myself into it and get to know everybody slowly and, like, you know, took my time with it. Whereas this, the internship experience is only 12 weeks, so, like, I didn't have a month to, you know, ease my way into it. it. I had to, like, start from the ground running when I got there. So, um, you know, it definitely taught me a lot. And, yeah, again, I just – I thrive under pressure. So I just (laughs) was like, no, I've got to do it. But now that we've, you know, recapped both of our – you know, work experiences up until this point. Mm-hmm. I'm curious, Rachel, what you would consider to be, like, some of your key learnings and, like, what advice you would give.
0: My KTAs. Yeah. <laughs> I think in terms of soft skills or hard skills? Um. Both, all of the above. Yeah, let's do both. Okay, well, in terms of soft skills, I think, for me, something I've always struggled with is kind of the imposter syndrome. Oh, my gosh, 1,000%. <laughs> <laughs> Um, So really being confident, and I was actually talking to a recruiter the other day, and she was telling me, because I was talking about confidence and me not being good mm-hmm. enough with the position, and she said, you're being interviewed for a reason. Yeah, You're not selling your resume anymore. You're selling yourself and yeah. who you are. So people already like what you have. You just have to be yourself. And that is something actually clearly has stayed with me <laughs> because it's really – confidence has been something that I've always struggled with that so that would be definitely a key learning for me
1: that's super interesting that you say that because I mean I relate to that one example where this has come into play is I remember I forget which work experience this was but I remember I was sitting in with my manager and it was like my first time getting feedback from Mm -hmm. her and she was like you know from your interview you were so confident in yourself and you were able to like tell us a story about who you were like you interviewed so well it's interesting seeing you on the flip side because she's like obviously I can tell you're an introvert and I feel like not that you've lost some of that confidence but you're definitely quieter in nature which is so interesting because from your interview we totally thought you were an extrovert like you just you know projected confidence so On top of that, like, not only just being confident, but carrying it all the way through the application Mm -hmm. process into the role, I think, is super important.
0: Wow. I didn't even know that. (laughs) No, it was
1: really eye-opening because I was, like, you know, I would consider myself to be, you know, skilled at interviewing. but Teach me. I I never thought of it on the other end. Like, I've always been so focused on, like, just getting the job and doing what you have to do. But then once you get the job, it's like, okay, well, now you have to you know, continue with the confidence. They chose you for a reason, like you said. So yeah. you need to, you know, believe in yourself and go forward with that.
0: Yeah, and then off of what you said about you sitting and getting feedback, yeah. I think asking for feedback oh my is another key learning because... It's the only way you learn. Well, it's the only way you learn. You get respect from your manager. Oh, They're yeah. like, oh, she wants to learn. She wants to be a part of this. Mm-hmm. And then also you can apply it to another role or another job that you're interviewing for or something like that that you can take away. Oh, in my feedback, I found out that I should focus on time management, and then you can work on that.
1: It's so true, and I feel like, um, you know, on the respect thing, if you ask for feedback it shows that you're in it for the long term like Mm -hmm. you're not looking at this as just like a placement and you're done afterwards and like you're moving on to the next thing it shows that you're really investing time into what you're doing you want to be good at what you're doing and ultimately that's going to make you more successful in the long run and enable you to climb the ladder you know to a certain extent to what you want
0: yeah and off of that what holly said when you go into an internship you should go into it thinking that either one, you want to learn everything you possibly can about yeah. the organization, about the work, about your team, or two, that you want to get an offer or a job from yeah. this job. Because when you go into it with that mindset, you're going to give 150% in everything you do. And that's what people are going to remember you. I mean, I still talk to my, mo- my manager from my other company that mm-hmm. I enjoyed. <laughs> Key. And she always says that, oh, you, you were such a great co-op, blah, 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 blah. Yeah.
1: It's just all about how you, like, represent yourself. Mm-hmm. On the flip side of that, though, turning to hard skills, I know for me, one of my required courses was called Introduction to Computer Science. And it does No, no. What? No, listen to me. <laughs> it sounds a lot more complex than it actually is. Essentially, it was just, like, Excel one-on-one. Oh. <laughs> but, you know, going into it, I didn't have much experience with Excel. So from that course, learning how to use Excel, PowerPoint, all these things... I feel like especially with our generation, we're coming in, we're expected to, you know, be pretty familiar with technology. It's important that you keep up with that. So, obviously, like, I don't know R or Python, but I know Excel pretty good, I would say, to this point. And it's gotten me pretty far within my roles. Like, even, you know, I've been... For example, on my first co-op, I was on the talent management team. I had people from the people analytics team coming and being like, hey, can you like help us with this? Because they knew I had to use Excel. So it just opened up another door for me. It allowed me to try out new things. So I, you know, Microsoft Excel. Office, is that what it's called? <laughs> like yeah. that whole franchise? What do you call it? That 100% like lock that in. Know Microsoft that. Suite. Yeah, yeah, there we go. <laughs> <laughs> I um, agree with that, yeah. Yeah, are there any other ones you have from your experience? She does a lot of graphic design, which I think is pretty cool but would you say that's
0: i think being able to i mean everyone i feel everyone knows how to use powerpoint it's yeah. pretty
1: yeah
0: but i think being able to make a very solid powerpoint with information that's needed in yeah. a pretty appealing way is important especially when you're presenting to like the key stakeholders oh, of the organization 100%. i learned that in my second co-op huh. and that is that what carried me through actually my coursework at Northeastern and being able to make
1: presentations. I'm literally thinking back to our we, again we met in strategy and we our end of project and the term project was what we did as a group <laughs> and it was a presentation and I'm not joking when I say I think we literally spent like a full week just like dedicated every yeah. hour we had to working on that presentation like it took us hours but it turned out so good it was so exciting.
0: Yeah because when you're presenting Having a visual, visual, first of all, to look at is helpful. But also, people, especially now, people don't want to just look at text on a page or a study that you've done. They want to see it. They want to see the graph. They want to see it. And it's way, way more interesting that way. And
1: your ability to digest it is so much easier. Definitely. Yeah, personally, I've definitely experienced that.
0: So hard skills we're taking away from this (laughs) are Microsoft Suites. Yep. Um, Not SQL. No no, no SQL, no (laughs) Python.
1: Well, you should. From our, like, we did not do that. If I could go back and take, like, a computer, an actual computer science course, I 100%. If it was pass-fail.
0: If it was (laughs) past fail I 100% would,
1: because it's something I definitely want to learn. I just didn't want my, you know, GPA to sacrifice because of it. Yeah. Um, And I think, you know, as we move forward, it's only going to become more important. But given the roles that we're going into, like, let's just say Microsoft Suite and just, like, making... And knowing PowerPoint through and through, being able to make it visually appeasing. What's the word? Appeasing? Pleasing. Appeasing. I don't know the word. Appealing. Appealing. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> Took us a second to get there.
0: <laughs> I just think maybe the I, the final point about soft and hard skills is that hard skills are a lot easier to learn than soft skills. Yeah. Soft skills are about your personality, what you put into what you're doing, yeah. and hard skills. I feel, Because I'm currently interviewing for jobs right now. And I feel better working on soft skills. I mean, hard skills, because that stuff I can control. I know that if that's what the job asks for, I can do that. I know I'll be able to learn that. And soft skills are really just about who you are.
1: Yeah. Um. If I could, I just add one more point in there that I forgot to mention about soft skills is I got a piece of advice in my first co-op. You know, when you're like on your LinkedIn, you're like putting in skills that you should be. Mm-hmm. You know, skills that you possess. I was always. I always thought that I should be general in those like oh I have great communication skills I have great leadership skills and the advice I was given is that no you want to be super direct with it so people know exactly what you're talking about like so for me she was like I know you have great leadership skills but like under what circumstances so together we collaborated and we agreed that I'm really talented in situational leadership like being able to tailor my skills to like the situation that I'm presented in mm-hmm. same thing with communication obviously like living abroad I've strong in intercultural communication more so than it would be in verbal communication and presentation so it's just like really narrowing in on what your skill is you know tailored to I think is super important I think I just learned something oh my eyes were open as soon as I learned that I was like oh my gosh I gotta go to my LinkedIn like right now and change everything (laughs) like it was yeah it was definitely a good piece of advice and
0: then even off of that LinkedIn yeah we haven't even gotten into that oh my
1: gosh yeah I guess we can just touch on that really quickly but I mean, again, we're going into corporate America. We're on the business side of things. I know different industries are different, mm-hmm. but have a LinkedIn, have a profile picture, have it updated because I know I've had so many recruiters reach out to me through LinkedIn mm-hmm. just out of nowhere. So,
0: yeah. I mean, I also had a recruiter tell me that she spends about 12 seconds on a resume and doesn't read cover letters, which yeah. is super great to I'm know. Like, oh. <laughs> and they go directly to your LinkedIn. Yeah. Yeah. So, mine is up to date, but yep. I, I think that that's also really important, especially in the industry that we went into, is LinkedIn, because that's basically your social media for 100%. the professional world.
1: Then, just to wrap it up, I think we wanted to end with you know, sharing with you and with each other one thing we're excited about in entering corporate America, and one thing you know that still kind of makes us nervous, we're still unsure about, so, Rachel... I'll throw it to you first. One
0: thing I'm excited about? Yeah. <laughs> one thing I'm excited about in entering corporate America is finding a role that aligns with all of my interests, because yeah. I feel I have um, a very middle brain. I don't know if that makes <laughs> sense, but I'm not analytical, and I'm not just super creative, yeah. so I want to find something that aligns with my interests. That's cool.
1: That's a good way to put it. And what then about you? Nerd. You want me to go first? <laughs> okay, I can. One thing I'm excited about, and we've talked about it already, is just, like, learning. Like, I feel like your first few years on the job are your opportunity to learn as you grow, you know, go up the ladder. Mm-hmm. It's kind of expected that you know more, so I just kind of want to be, like, a sponge and soak it all in while I can. Um... And then I guess I can start off with what I'm nervous about. For me, again, being an introvert, just the whole networking aspect, getting to know people. And this time, you know, my internship was remote, so I'm going to be on campus in person. Like, making those connections terrifies me. Like, I'm not lying when I say it's going to keep me up the whole week before I start the job. because no. So I'm just going to be so nervous.
0: Uh, I can tell you from my perspective <laughs> that networking isn't that bad. That's what ah. I've been doing religiously. So,
1: <laughs> um, But for you, like, if that's not what you're nervous about, what are you nervous about?
0: Uh, I think I'm just most nervous about being good enough for the team. Aww, <laughs> I just I don't want anyone to feel like they made a mistake by hiring me. That would no, be what I'm most you're such
1: a great about. candidate. I think it'll, I think it'll all work out. But I get the fear. I get the fear.
0: I just want to be an asset.
1: Love that. <laughs> and once again, that brings us to the end of this week's episode. We hope you have a fantastic weekend. (laughs) Do it. Do it. (laughs) I can't finish it yet. (laughs) Rachel, what do they have to do? (laughs) Update your LinkedIn profile.
0: Do it. You (laughs) won't.